With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the week 15 Sunday night edition of the PFF forecast. We just witnessed greatness, okay? So this is going to be an incredible podcast. We've got um, some things that we learned this week, and we're going to jump into week 16 uh, and guess the lines. So let's rock. to we we ask the tough questions here on the pff forecast that's what we do we attack we attack the questions that no one else wants to answer so won't nobody else ask as randy moss once said nobody the greatest receiver of all time randy moss yeah so i have to ask you former 49er great best not receiver in the history of the niners let me put you on (laughs) the hot seat here (laughs) is joe judge the coach of the year I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, they had to overcome so much tonight. No offensive they, coordinator. Who else? Who else? Could have put could up have six. Put up six points and and come this close to completing a touchdown pass to a center from a punter. Oh, you know what Grossi said. The, the both teams are 0 for 1. Yeah, so, bad night for analytics. Gamble, gambling. Really bad night for analytics. analytics. The team that uses the models yeah. do say spit out. The models do spit out. Use your punter to throw the ball to a trip. It's like Marty from from another team movie again. He's like triple covered. He's the freaking long snapper. What are you doing? Let me tell you how bad the Giants are. The Giants are so bad that the entire Sunday night crew, including including Rodney, picked Rodney. <laughs> Rodney is is below 500, significantly below 500 on straight up picks in the pregame show. The entire cast yeah. picked the Cleveland Browns, which is usually a kiss of death. I know. I have not seen a team win in that situation yet, and somehow the Giants were so bad they could not. We overcome. talked about this on the forecast last week. I made a bet at plus 199 that no team in the NFL will go 0 and 16. And I remember last week when I was on, I, I can't remember if it was this show or a different show, but they were like. Well, wait until they lose to the Rams, because then like that price will go up, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm just taking it now. So I put like a de- I put like a decent amount on there, and I did not, I did not think the Jets would win another game, but I did it anyway because our simulation said they would win 0. .6 games, so it was a, it was a positive EV bet. I took all that money and bet it on the Browns <laughs> minus six and a half tonight, and. When I saw Rodney pick the Browns, I wanted you were to like scared. I wanted to sell off. I was just like ninety-one percent of the cash tonight was on the Browns. It's I mean, almost as if it's almost as if people knew that the Giants sucked, except well, for the NFL, who decided we must get them on Sunday Night Football. It has how, to happen. How, think about this: the time. game, 
We, Let's we should, shine a light on. Cole well, we McCoy. should go back. Like one of our like one of our um, interns or somebody should do this. But like, go back and look, Zach. And, yeah, go back and look at all the games were flexed, and look at the game that was like flexed for it, and see if it was a better game. Like Niners Cowboys was actually a good game. Yeah. When well, Dal like Tony Pollard, you know. That's what she yeah. Said. Well, the the funniest part was all the people who were. So there were a bunch of people like tweeting out like, how the heck is this number still three and a half? How is this number still three and a half? It's like, Dallas is more likely to win without Zeke. They're like more explosive. They're just a better team. Of course, they went out right. Greenline, I think, had a Dallas like plus 165, which was good. It's kind of hot. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the actual big storyline here, which is that the New York Jets, I don't, is it too? So this is interesting. I want to ask you this question. Did the New York Jets ruin the next 15 years of their franchise today? Maybe. Is that is that like Maybe, too but, but much dude, of a leap? I mean like we've seen this though, right? Like like let's go back in history and look at all the guys like so Andrew Luck was sort of Andrew Luck was it for for mm -hmm. you know that was like the one everybody wanted. And Luck had a great career, but ultimately like did he change the course of the indie franchise? Yeah, but not like he's not a Hall of Famer, right? Like, um, who have been the other ones? Like, oh, yeah, but there's Peyton, so much noise. Peyton was one, and Peyton, Peyton was one, sure. And but that was 1998. That was two. That was two expansions ago. Like this is here. Here's the question though, because the Jets are such a disastrous organization, right? That it will take a hero. You're wearing a Superman shirt. Yeah. It's going to take a hero to turn but, but this around. Is Douglas? I mean. They actually have, I think, some. I mean, the issue is, is like they haven't been able to clean house yet, though, right? Like Douglas is in there, and like from all indications, he's okay. Gase is not very good, and like, but they don't have talent on the. I, look, it sucks. It's a huge blow to them. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying, but I'm saying like let's back it up a little bit and realize that the credible intervals for for Trevor Lawrence include the credible intervals for Zach Wilson, who I wrote about this week. And I had to rewrite the first part of the article because of that freaking game. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Justin Fields played, like, dog shit against Northwestern, but he was without his best receiver. There's a little bit of an issue. There's also the the Haskins connection where, like, Haskins look really good at Ohio State, too. Looks terrible yeah. now. But, like, the look at the – you were talking about the 2018 draft with me upstairs. It's like, would you redraft re that entire thing? Like, Darnold was the consensus one for a long time. And this is a good one. By the way, you talked about separation earlier. Currently, the thing getting the most separation this entire week is you from your mic. I have a loud voice. <laughs> separation, the, most, the second most valuable yeah, thing Tyler in Tyler prepares football. for it. Okay, but this is a great point. So this is what I kind of wanted to talk about. That We just saw Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has the highest PFF grade since week seven. That's when Odell Beckham got hurt. Uh, he has the second highest PFF grade behind Mahomes, right ahead Rodgers, and right ahead Deshaun Watson. But if you look at those th that four, right, if you look at Josh Allen, Mar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold, and you redrafted them, you would go what order? It's tough, man. You, you ask last year, and Lamar's clearly the first one. Mm -hmm. Lamar, by the way, hitting his stride a little bit. Yeah, he played really well today. But now it's... It's Allen, right? I yeah, mean, it's I'm Allen. Taking Josh Allen, full it's Allen, Lamar, Baker. I was ahead of the curve, by the way. A few, a, a fifty feet of crap, and then, 
you know, then you're talking. I mean, but there were even people at the time that thought Mason Rudolph might have been a first-round pick, yeah. like the sixth quarterback to be taken. So, so then you look at this draft and you go, okay, what are the chances three years from now that it ends up yeah. going Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, but then three years down the road we're going, yeah, I would have taken Wilson. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, I would take Wilson first. Lawrence is terrific. Don't get me wrong, but like. He's not a flawless prospect. I mean, he, he last proposed to his girlfriend there's, already. There's that. I mean, <laughs> you know, decision making is an important trait. Accuracy, but, they, but but he also he looked like shit against LSU in the national championship game. He threw a decent number of interceptions in the first half of last year. This year, they got, got coronavirus. This year, he got like <laughs> that's but, a joke. But like. He looked really good yesterday against the Notre Dame defense. Like, I would say there isn't a perfect quarterback prospect in college football. And and I think Lawrence doesn't break that mold. He's so, the best prospect in the class. So what you're trying to say, if I'm reading the, this correctly, is that this is not as terrible for the Jets. No. Oh, no, no. No, no. no okay. Just make it's sure. not. A, look, it's not good. But it's not the end of the – the Jets shouldn't fold up – Fold up shop. Well, I mean that's the story. But that's like when you look at Jets fans on Twitter. That or you look at Jags fans. What the Jags have a long way to go, don't they? I mean, even with Lawrence, they have some good receivers, but like you still probably have to have a new head coach, right? They're thinking about is, getting. Is Trevor Lawrence happy right now? I think the Jags are further along than the Jets. I agree, but like, is. I'm trying to put myself in Trevor Lawrence's shoes. I'm not the, sure if yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, the weather is better, obviously, in Jacksonville, but it's not as good as Southern When you're that Florida. rich, you can buy good yeah, weather. Yeah. Wherever uh, I mean, going. New York New York would have been an endorsement. The the other the problem Mackay is, though. Becton is promising. You have, you know, some promising receivers Mims there. And, and Crowder and, uh, and uh, Perriman are fine. You're in New York. You're I mean, not the defense the isn't a joke. The, like, Marcus, Marcus May made May some. Marcus is good. Um, Quinn and Williams is a very good player. They're probably happy they didn't trade him in the yeah. you know for peanuts at the deadline. Adam Gase is an offensive wizard. Yeah, stop. The but like the Jaguars, the Jaguars are further along as a franchise. They also probably play like this sounds silly. Their division is more beatable than the AFC East because the Bills are going to the Bills are going to be the class of that division for a long time. the The Dolphins are very good. And the New England Patriots are not going anywhere anytime soon with, with Belichick. So that division is going to be harder to win. I think he has better chances of success in Jacksonville, for sure. I, I agree with you. Like, I, so that, they, their defense, they drafted a bunch of high upside players this year, many of whom have had high upside plays and things like that. The Jets, on the other hand, like, like Becton's a good player. Williams is a good player, but they're close to the football. Like, they don't... And Mims is fine, but like they don't have a ton of players that make plays away from the football. They also don't have a pass rusher, which like, you know, that just means you're gonna have to pay through the ear for one, which means you can't buy receivers the way that Buffalo has, for example. So let me tell you who I think this obviously this helps the Jags the most. But here's who I think uh this win slash loss by the Jets today helps the most. Every team including my San Francisco 49ers that is hoping for a pathway to one of the other two, excuse me, other two quarterbacks, either Wilson or Fields. Because there is a world where the New York Jets convince themselves 
that Sam Darnold can keep this thing going, right? Yeah. That world does exist. Sam Darnold made some nice throws today. He, like, that has to be a, what would you put the chances of Sam Darnold being the quarterback in New York for the Jets next year at? I, it all depends upon their internals. If they think that Fields. What would it take for you? For me, given the uncertainty. So I, I'm pro Fields. Mm-hmm. So I, Same. I would take Fields number two. I, what would it take for me, my Niners, to get you to give yeah. me the second? Well, if pick? you get, if you, so let's say the Niners pick at like 12, because that like kind of looks like where, like, well, actually, they, they might be top 10. Who knows? But let's, let's, say, let's say 10. Let's say 10. If you gave me 10, um, your second round pick and a one the following year, I'd do it. You have a deal. I'm doing anything to put Justin Fields in. Niners. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be great. Here's the thing, though. Like, Justin Fields has more utility. So, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance have more utility right now for a team like San Francisco, Minnesota, um, uh, Carolina, assuming Brady stays. Those players have more utility for a team like that than they do for a rebuilding Jets team. The Jets are still going to suck. The Jets, well, but not only that, but the Jets don't have the pieces in place to really. My Niners are a yeah, dynasty yeah. with with Justin Fields. But look at, I mean, because he looks great in red. Yeah, but it was also why the Garoppolo trade wasn't a terrible idea because a second round pick, a big contract, he had a ton of utility to the Niners. He, I'll say this right now: if Garoppolo had, if Garoppolo played for fifteen of the other teams in the league, he'd probably suck. But he's, he's a fine quarterback for the Niners. Maybe not good enough to, to do what the Niners want anymore. But he had a ton of utility for that team. That's why, you know, for a Niners team, when you look at you look at the, they, they traded Buckner because Eric Armstead's coming up, because jo, uh, Nick Bosa's coming up, because... Javon Kinlaw's Javon, there. Well, not only that, but, like, you have... You're going to lose Sherman. You're going to have to replenish the secondary. You're, Fred Warner's probably due a contract. Right, you can only pay so many players. Yeah, and so... If you're paying Garoppolo $30 million, it's not like it's not a cost-effective thing. If you could trade up and get one of those two guys for, you know, $10 million a season, you're back in business, especially since you still have Shanahan. You probably won't have Salah anymore, but you'll have Shanahan. Yeah, and you have Debo and Ayuk and Right, Kittle. I mean, and you have, you know, the last few years of Trent Williams, you have uh, you know, McGlinchey and like last few years of McGlinchey. Yeah, right, right. Well, on this earth at least. <laughs> um Okay, so let's let's quickly power rank the people that are the most happy with the Jets' loss. The Jags. The Jags and their fans, yeah. Okay. The Niners slash all other teams that are hoping for a way into the top two. The Niners, Panthers, Colts. Colts are probably too good, but like they who who knows? Like they might they might think about doing it. The yeah, Eagles but- did it a few years ago. Um the Vikings, maybe. The Falcons. The Falcons, maybe. Although Ryan looked... See, this is... Sorry, I just a rant for a second here. I hate the... Fa- I, look, Ryan <laughs> looks so good today for half... Like, you watch that game and you're like, why Why did you turn into fucking Brown and Nagel during these other games? I bet you... I We had, we had, we had Tampa minus four. I also took a little taste of Atlanta plus six, which, which was kind of nice at the end there when they got that fake first down uh, to seal the game. Um... 
Matt Ryan was brilliant today. He was great. It was unbelievable. Against and, the formerly best defense in the NFL. Right. Well, look, the best defense in the NFL is a crown. We like next. The year, best defense in the NFL is the defense that just played one of the Tantillo, worst. Tantillo, can can you make a crown? Like we we should like let's say week seventeen, we should do the PFF forecast fake awards. Hmm. So like the Vikings, best team at establishing the run. Uh, you know, the um, I can't believe that was the one you chose first. The I'm Jet, really shocked. The, by the that. Jets nailed their first round pick in 2017, <laughs> right? Like or 2019 with Quinton Williams trophy, right? Like the 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 Falcons, yeah. Uh, the, the we're the best defense in Week Eight. We're the best defense in week, week Nine. nine. <laughs> like I feel like that's a good bit. I like that. That'd be a lot of fun, and it was just fun there right now. Um, but like he looked great today, and but okay. I do think Atlanta should someday think about moving on from him because he's he's frankly too inconsistent. But they're in a good spot, right? If they wanted to move up from him now, it's open. Fields from Atlanta. There's also a ton of teams to your point, like Indy. In, Matt Ryan would do great in Indianapolis. Uh, the San That's Francisco a great one. San Francisco 49ers. He would do great for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, he he has done great for the 49ers exactly. Today. I mean even. Like, I, I don't Gosh, think he would go to Minnesota. That feels like a lateral move, as weird as that is to say. But, mm -hmm. like, there's a ton of teams with, like, ready-made offenses that Matt Ryan could succeed in. If the Falcons wanted to sort of turn this thing around, they could, they could you know, some of the teams that maybe, let's say, let's say Zach Wilson looks really good for us for the Niners, but the Niners internals don't like him. Then, you know, they can make that move themselves and take somebody like Matt Ryan off the Falcons. Now, this is an argument you could make that the biggest winner of this whole thing that I'm going to put in third, belongs in first, is Bill Belichick. Well, my reason for making that bet was Belichick was going to lose week 17 to <laughs> the Jets on purpose. And he, and he still might. And he still might. Although, the Bengals are now eliminated for the first pick. It's literally a two-team race because the worst... The Bengals, the worst thing you could do is two. I thought the Bengals could still get it. Two, the Bengals could be two thirteen and one. Oh, that's right. So yeah. both if both teams won out and the Bengals. Okay, so yeah, they yeah. so the Bengals are still alive. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like the uh, by the way, that'd be incredible. If you're the Bengals and you get the number one pick, what do you do? Uh, well, a football guy would just say take Pinnell Sewell. Right. Well, that'd just, be he, great. You know, he's he's going to be good. So why you know it's but obviously you trade the pick. Yeah, you I, trade the pick. I mean, Burrow's good. I, Burrow, there's some question mark though. I mean, his yeah, knee. but but enough to enough to like obviously your risk mitigation is high. But it, but essentially, I'm not. I, I hate making this argument because I like taking two quarterbacks. But I also think Burrow has shown me enough to to warrant taking a quarterback at a different time of the draft. Like I would take Brock Purdy in like round two if I'm the Bengals. I would take. If that if that's where he's taken, I would take like Mac Jones. I would take other guys. I wouldn't take a top end QB at one, because your team stinks. You need you need other players, and yeah. you have a quarterback. I think I'm taking Trevor Lawrence and seeing how things go. I think that's what I'm doing. Do you trade Burrow then to like some? No, nah, I kind of want to wait. I want to see. I want to want him to duke it out. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a good question. Um. Okay, let's, uh, let's... Belichick does win that, I think, a little bit, as yeah. he always does. He yeah. seems to want to win those things. Um, okay, let's go over a couple other things from this week. Uh, who impressed you more, Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray? Hurts, easily. He was pretty good today. 
Yeah, Murray was fine. I mean, Murray did a good job. He also made a bunch of crappy throws. He's also you're also your expectation of him was higher because he's been in that offense for a year and a half. Um, he also has way better weapons, you know. So Murray had a a, a decent game. I have to look at his grade. I haven't looked at I his think grade. He's probably going to end up grading higher. Hertz Hertz was Deshaun Watson like today. I mean, and like I. I probably just have to throttle back any sort of relent. Now they lost, and they're not going to win that division in all likelihood. So it, it's a, it's an interesting offseason for them. If they if they somehow win that division, which they have a you know don't have a the, the Washington breadsticks are still basically you know two to one odds or you know one to two odds to win the the division. Um, so. If Philly, let's say Philly finishes five ten and one, they win one of the next. You know, they 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 don't finish with the division's best record. They they have to sit out. Is that enough for Hertz to go into next season as a starter? If they try and bring Wentz back as the starter, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, do they select another QB oh. in the top ten? You've got to give Jalen Hurts a shot, man. But doesn't but doesn't that? I mean, you just said with Bengals. I mean, is the difference between Lawrence? So, well, but yeah, but it, what are they going to be picking? I mean, if they if they win five games, they're probably picking what seventh or eighth, right? But there's going to be no quarterback. Oh, there. I I think Wilson does it. You think Wilson's there at seven or eight? You want to make a bet? Care to make a wager? Uh I say that Zach Wilson is picked before the eighth pick. No, you're probably right. Thank you. But but they could trade up for it, right? Sure, and I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. Well, okay, what about Trey Lance at eight? That, that's not enough for you. You already drafted Carson Wentz once. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. Like, let's not. I, I know, but, but I don't think Lawrence is that much. Like, I don't think Burrow is that much. It, it's weird, right? Like, I don't think that differential is all that big. And I don't think the differential between Hertz and any of these other guys is that big. So the question becomes at one, you know, does is it the same argument? I, I if, agree with you. I would go into next year with Hurts. If Hurts had played the whole season, the Philadelphia Eagles have already clinched the NFC East. I, I, I don't disagree. My call. So so who's so what would you You're do welcome? With, By the way, all of you pieces of shit who hated on me for saying Jalen Hurts was good, yeah. suck my dick. Also 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 the um the face there was priceless. The 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 Eagles being the being the most overrated team in football was pretty funny, given that like they given that it was just that Carson Wentz was, was the biggest was, dumpster fire in football. Well, we got yeah. we got shit on for saying that Carson Wentz was worse than Daniel Jones, which it feels like is now just a damning Daniel Jones with faint praise. But so if you're the Darnold, by the way, at 84 grade, do you? Um, if you're the Eagles, who do you take as your backup? Let's assume they don't draft anybody. Do you pick up? Because I think you do. Do you pick up Dwayne Haskins? Do you pick up no. Sam Darnold? Do you pick up? I would pick up Darnold. Do you pick up Andy Dalton? Do you, no, Andy Dalton maybe not. But like, do you take one of these kind of like bust quarterbacks to sit behind Hurts? Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge proponent of taking. I would even take a back up like Nick Mullins. Like you know the Niners. You know who I was gonna say. And he's not available, I guess, technically. But, like, Gardner Minshew would be. A well, Gardner Minshew will probably be available, right? Because he's good. It's sort of like it's sort of like a Kyle Allen, right? The breadsticks 
They get um, they get Alex Smith. They get mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins. They they want that backup, that like veteran guy that knows the coach. Yep. And like I think with the I think with the Jags, it's going to be Lawrence and Luton, and maybe and maybe uh, Glennon. And they're going to get Minshew for like a fifth, right? Like Kyle Allen went for a fucking fifth last year. You think the Jaguars aren't going to want to pick up a fifth round pick for a guy they're not playing? I mean, I'd rather have a fifth round pick. I will say this. So Jalen Hurts was very impressive. I was also really impressed with Kyler Murray. Now, I'm not going overboard because the Eagles could not cover anybody. uh, And that was very clear. People were, were running wide open. But he looked healthy to me for the first time in a little while. And that's a big deal. Because this team, when Kyler Murray is healthy, is not, they're not, their average performance is not really outstanding. You're not going, oh wow, they're a top seven team in the NFL. But they can reach a level where you go, oh shit, like they could beat anyone in the right situation. That's how good Kyler Murray is. um, And that's how good DeAndre Hopkins is. He's Fucking, I still can't believe that. Like, so the leaders this week in turnover worthy plays Nick Mullins, five, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, four, Drew Brees, four, Drew Locke, three, Patrick Pen- Mahomes, three. Pending review, pending review. But so Hurts you... had Hurts gave as much as he got. Well, but those were he, those were fumbles too, right? He also took six sacks a week after only ta- taking zero. There was, but like the, the pluses were there, right? It was sort of, it was sort he of hit Dallas Goddard in the hands on fourth yeah, and 21 yeah, yeah. and third and 21 on back to back plays. It was and, sort of, yeah. a, it was very, it was a very Deshaun Watson rookie season type of game where he didn't grade that well, but he made enough plus plays. Where you're like, holy shit, this guy's got talent. Yeah. Dallas Goddard, uh, there's a joke. He also there. had a drop on like one that was not great, but. Okay. You mentioned Mahomes. Are you concerned about Mahomes? And the Chiefs only winning by three in New Orleans. No. I mean, the Demarcus Robinson play was a fucking joke. It was joke. really bad. Um, the, but the Patrick Mahomes play there at the end of the game was not great either. The fumble was yeah, really bad. Yeah, I mean, look, the the I'll say this. New Orleans defense played pretty well. I mean, they put a lot of pressure on Mahomes. Yeah, you know, he's no Jalen Hurts. They put a lot of pressure on him. Um, he only he let, averaged less than five yards of pass attempt. Um, if you include no plays, I'm, that's a, I'm not putting that filter out. But like, like they, and the Chiefs still scored 32 points. Like they, they, it was it was a workman life like effort by that offense, and they had to grind it out. Now they're a team like I, I said this before we went on air. Um, they're they're eight, they were eight zero on the road um, this year. The combined record of their opponents on the road was something like 48 and the the non division. So there was 48 and 22 is the combined record of who they play on the road this year was Buffalo, which they won, Baltimore, which they won, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Miami are the five non-divisional games they play. They also swept their AFC West opponents who aren't very good. But those five games, now they covered against Buffalo, they covered against Baltimore. They failed They failed to cover Tampa. They pushed against New Orleans. And then obviously Miami, they would have covered if not for the backdoor field goal. Like they're, I still would say they've exceeded expectations in most cases. Um, the games that they're playing, they're getting the other team's best effort. Now, maybe not the best technical, like Breeze wasn't his best today, but the Saints gave their best defensive game plan, I would say. And they were without, obviously, they're on their third string right tackle. Stefan Wisniewski is playing right guard. He was on the street like a month ago. Yep, no. I mean, there's there's a decent amount of, uh, of excuses you can make for the Chiefs. I'm the not Saints that concerned. Michael Thomas. Right. I mean, 
And and the, the Chiefs shut them down for most of the first half of the game. There was only the one touchdown that they had, which the was Chiefs, after a deep shot. The Chiefs Thomas. winning a football game in the first half kind of worries me. I'm not going to lie. Um, so you're worried if they – so they get a bye here, right? I'm not worried. Okay. I'm not worried. I was asking if you were. Like they – so they have home games now against Chargers and the Falcons – the Chargers game is meaningful because it's a mm. AFC game. The the uh, Falcons game not so much, but I mean they're they're basically a, what a ninety five percent to get the one seed. There's no team in the AFC that's that's giving the Chiefs a hard time. I'm sorry, and the Bills are the second best team in the AFC, and they have been for a few weeks. And that's saying something about the Bills, but also saying something about the rest of the AFC, which is just not very good. The Titans are fine. Um, no, Derrick Henry should not be the MVP or close to the MVP. He's a fantastic running back, whatever. Um, Tannehill is also still playing very well, by the way. Tannehill played very well today, yeah. Um, the Ravens are playing well, but like, you're not worried about them when they play the Chiefs uh, at all. If you go to the other side of the, the, the thing, the Saints are probably the best team in the NFC, um, I think I would go Packers after that. Um, and then I guess Seahawks. The Rams obviously are not who people thought they were, surprisingly. Um, the, Ram, the Rams are Uncle Jek yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, right? Like they're. Yeah, they lost to the Jets. That's incredible. All right. Any other takeaways from this week? No, I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity this week. I have one more takeaway. Akib Tlaib was awesome yeah. as a color commentator. If you didn't watch any of Philly, Arizona, the first like couple of plays, I'm watching the game like, who the hell yeah, is yeah. the color guy here? And uh, they finally show a picture of him. He's wearing the most outlandish suit on the planet. And it kind of takes him a few uh, series to get into it. He didn't. He didn't fuck up the players' names. No, he, he knew exactly what he was talking about. He told it like it was. He was authentic. And some people have a problem with people who who are genuinely themselves in a in a public setting. He was great. The be so not only was he one hundred percent himself, which for Akib Talib is awesome for everyone listening, but here's the the cool thing. He is very knowledgeable about the passing game and about coverage. And that's really useful for someone watching the game who wants to know about what the quarterback might be thinking, what they're looking at, and can evaluate throws that quarterbacks are making and what receivers and corners are doing, which I feel like a lot of times the quarterbacks who are calling the games, you know, aren't doing as good of a job with. So I thought he was phenomenal. I want more to keep. There's also part of like the put him on. How the fuck are we still listening to Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick poop all over themselves while Steve yeah. Levy tries to clean it up, slips, falls, and breaks himself? Put a key to leave on the three-person booth is a hard thing to pull off. I think I think some of that is our our boss Chris said that at one point when he was yeah. in the. I think that contributes to Monday Night Football not maybe being as good. I think individually those guys would be better, um, but. There's also like a level of and there's, there's fucking stale toast. There's also a level of there's also movie. a level of energy and authenticity and like re being relatively close to having played the game because Akib Talib played like two years ago. Yeah. That makes it refreshing what Akib Talib's doing. Give me one. Give me a player off the top of your head that 
you think would be really good in the booth that maybe people aren't well no i mean we've already seen it pat mcafee was was yeah, equally good when he did be that good. in the week 17 here's, where the, that, here's the, the problem networks. here's the problem with mcafee okay he can't talk about like keep to was really b- being yeah. insightful and i think mcafee would be more entertaining well like so 2018 week 17 he did packers lions because the networks had to go to like their their yeah. fifth and sixth because I think that year there wasn't Sunday Night Football maybe and they had an extra game think, and he was awesome. You think Wonderful. McAfee could do the play-by-play? I mean, maybe. Here's the thing. They also have to normalize gambling on, on these so that – because he's great. He was doing like – midweek college right, right. football last year and he's great at like insinuating he, in an album. He understands McAfee is? Yeah. He like, he Yeah, he, I mean he wasn't really insinuating. He was just talking about it blatantly. But yeah. But he didn't he didn't talk about the number like he you know okay. he's not as sly as Al is, yeah. but I mean he was he wasn't trying to be though. That was kind of my yeah, point. Yeah, I look I think authenticity is great. I think the issue sometimes with some with some broadcasters is that they're too serious when mm-hmm. when it's a lot of fun if you're not going to be the best like chris and al and you know Tariko and you know even like you know aikman buck all those right like answer on the whole deal you have to you have to bring something that we don't get anywhere else and most of the time it's like gus johnson like look the guys the guy I'm not gonna say he's a cl- like clown's the wrong word, but the guy's having fun. He's fucking around, and that's awesome. Like that's part. That's yeah, like, he's genuinely passionate yeah, about it. That's what you do. I mean, um, and I think Talib brought that today, and it was a great game. That was the other thing. Like, honest to God, it's just so sad to see such a shit game on Sunday Night Football because know. you know you you sort of end up you, you sort of end up getting the the best broadcasters on kind of like these worst games. Okay, I'm gonna throw one out there. I think Ed Reed would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I think Ed Reed would be good. I think Richard Sherman will be really good. Yep. All right. Week 16. Here we go. We have a Christmas Eve game. Minnesota at New Orleans. I have the New Orleans Saints as a seven-point favorite. <clears throat> I said six and a half. You're right, though. Seven. I went back and forth. I had six and a half. It is. Uh... And I changed it to seven. The reason I changed it to seven was that I felt I was anchoring on the fact that Minnesota beat them in the playoffs last year. Mm. Minnesota has the offense to keep up with New Orleans. They do. If New Orleans is reeling because of a lack of Michael Thomas, that could be a problem. The problem is the Vikings defense is terrible. I mean, Mitch Trubisky looked good. Mitch Trubisky is 5-0 in his last five starts (laughs) against the Vikings. I mean, it's comical. And um he they move the ball at will i remember messaging either you or ben or somebody like the vikings cannot stop the bears like it was, it's crazy think about how malpractice it was for them to start Foles for like half a year trubisky was garbage but like at least he's fun garbage Foles was like you think the bears would try and trade up in the draft I mean, I think you have to, but they, they, they don't, don't have, have enough good players yeah. or good picks, right? Like God, they're in a really shitty they're in a position. shitty position, yeah, for sure. Unforge. They could just get a good quarterback, but I mean Trubisky out. though, like, look, if you try, if you get, like this is the thing I don't understand. Like Trubisky's not good. But like how much worse is Trubisky than Baker? How much worse is Trubisky than De- Decently? How much how much worse is Trubisky than Trubisky is inaccurate. Yes, but like Baker Mayfield is accurate. There's that is just a decide. but not all the time. Like I mean, 
no one's accurate all the time. Yeah. Your boy like, Patrick Mahomes is inaccurate. But Nagy, I mean, Nagy coached up Trubisky to have a really like to have a passable season once, and he just seems disinterested in doing so right now. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Like I, yeah. we'll have to ask him about it. Uh, I think if I had to take one side of that game, though, I w- would take Minnesota. I, I'm not laying this kind of price with Breeze and his noodle. I'm just not. I can't. He had a nice it. throw. He loaded up and yeah, and threw that to cover. Well, to push. I, I got to say this about watching that New Orleans Kansas City game. Kansas City should have won that by a lot more. Yeah. Well, that's every game. And kind of fuck around. I just am not. I am not sold on New Orleans. Tampa. Okay, so Saturday we have three games. One of them, by the way, is only on Amazon Prime Video. That's the middle game. Uh, the first game on Saturday is Tampa Bay Detroit. It's in Detroit. Uh, I said Detroit would be six and a half point underdog. I said. Nine and a half point underdog. I also included kind of like a maybe Stafford plays type of thing. Oh, I have Stafford playing. I to me, I looked at this game and I go, oh, I watched this game today. Yeah, it's seven, but loaded on the Bucks though, minus one twenty. So, so, so the market has a a, a worse opinion, a decidedly worse opinion of the uh, Lions than they do the Falcons, which I think is interesting because they're the same team to me. I want to tell you all about Monkey Knife Fight. Go to monkeyknifefight.com and if you're a first-time depositor of at least $20, you're going to get, with promo code PFF, of course, a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's a $40 value and you get the $20 to spend at Monkey Knife Fight playing daily fantasy and prop games. They're very fun. They're very easy to play. Um, so go to monkeyknifefight.com, deposit 20, use promo code PFF, get a $40 Edge annual subscription. They see all the PFF content, all our premium content, all the fantasy tools and the draft guide and it carries you through week 16 of next season so go do it it feels like literally just yesterday that my los angeles lakers were the kings of the basketball world and uh like two weeks later basketball starting up again which is great because the draft king sportsbook which is america's top rated sportsbook and i can attest it's very very good um, is here to help you get the 2021 basketball season off to a very good start use promo code pff and you can bet on any NBA team uh, on opening weekend or opening night, I should say, as a plus 75 point underdog, which means it gives you a nice little free, you know, set of, of dollar bills to go bet on. You just can't be an idiot after that point. You got to be smart. So, you know, that's why you listen to us, obviously. Um, and uh, make sure that you make that money do some good work for you. Go to the uh, App Store, get the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can also get a thousand dollar up to a thousand dollars sign up bonus with promo code pff they have tons of good odds boosts uh, on sunday for football and the best part is it's as easy to withdraw money as it is to deposit it so go download the DraftKings sportsbook app right this very moment use promo code pff when you make your first deposit get a 75 point uh advantage when you bet on any opening night basketball game uh, this coming weekend, I think is when it is. So go make it happen. You must be 21 or older in Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at pristineauction.com. Check out their daily auctions with a $1 starting bid. It's the perfect time. It's Christmas season. You want to go buy someone something nice. Um, they have 8,000, over 8,000 football items that are up for auction right now. They have signed helmets, balls, jerseys, much more. The whole, whole freaking deal. 
Any sports fan you know, you're going to find something there. Pristine Auction guarantees authenticity on every product. And if you use promo code PFF, you get $10 off your first invoice. So go get your Christmas shopping done at pristineauction.com. A lot of good stuff on pff.com. If you're looking for a gift for someone, PFF Edge gives you all the premium content plus the vast majority of fantasy tools. But if you're looking to give something extra special, PFF Elite subscription and promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N. It's $200. That's what an Elite subscription costs. But with that promo, you get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro. So this is the perfect deal for anyone who loves to gamble on football or any other sport. Um, that is a free $100. You give one to someone else, and you can give one to yourself, and you end up saving $200. It's beautiful. Keep giving them out. Keep saving money promo code action when you buy a pff elite subscription on pff.com and if you're just looking for some free stuff go check out all the good pff podcasts there's a new nfl daily there's the daily betting podcast and of course the chris collinsworth podcast with richard sherman uh, that airs every tuesday evening so go check it out wherever you get your podcasts what's the difference between the falcons without julio jones and the lions without kenny galladay Calvin Ridley's better than Marvin Jones. Well, sure, but um, is that yeah. worth getting across seven for? I'm not taking Detroit. <laughs> like, if that's what you're getting at. I, I, it's kind of what I'm getting at. I'm, I would tease Tampa Bay down to one. I would tease okay. the Saints down to one. That, to me, is your holiday teaser, although there's another leg that, that, that is accompanying let's, this. Let's keep my... going. I, I'm not sold. I'm not sold by Tampa Bay. I know that Tom Brady came back against Atlanta once again. I get it. The mm-hmm. whole narrative. I understand it. No, I. Tampa Bay is certainly a flawed team. They're not a team I really want to back in the playoffs. Although, they're going to get Washington football team, right? If they hold on here. The Bears went out and they lose out. They'll lose that spot. But, like, you know. We're going to have to see the Bears in the playoffs, by the way, dude. Like, for the second time. Trubisky's going to start another playoff. I can't wait to bet against the Chicago yeah. Bears, the playoffs. Um, okay, next game, San Francisco. So, so here's so New Orleans minus one, Tampa minus one. If you're into the favorites, those are two teaser legs that you might want. I don't feel good about that. Okay, I don't know. Just not. I'm not there yet. Uh, San Francisco at Arizona. I had Arizona as a six point favorite. I said six and a half, and I think we've come across our first bet of the week because it's three and a half. Holy shit. Who's a who's starting for the Niners? Is it Bethard? Is it Hail Mary Bethard? I don't know. Is it uh, okay? Is so Jimmy why G is starting? this number this way? I think people. So it's it's in it's in the division. It's at it's a neutral site game now that San Francisco is true. It is acclimated point. acclimated to Arizona. Other than that, I don't get it. I mean, the Cardinals defense isn't very good, but the Niners like. No Debo, right? Is Debo outish? Uh, I think he didn't play today, right? Yeah, he didn't play today, but I think he could come back. Three, my three is minus one fifteen, three and a half. I'm sorry, uh, for Arizona. Hmm. I mean that that to me is a is something I might want to think about. You know, it's funny. I had here. I was like, I was debating between. I had it all the way down to four and a half, then went five and a half, then went six. Hmm. That's interesting. Three and a half. Okay. Um, like I said, I was I thought Kyler Murray today looked as good as he did earlier in the season. 
if not better. Mm-hmm. And it, and if that's the case, it's going to be really hard for um, for anybody to beat or you know for bad teams to beat Arizona. Yeah, and San Francisco. I mean, I, I know they're going to try and win this game, but Arizona obviously more motivated. Than Arizona that. has the Niners, and then the Rams are their last week, right? They were, and they're at at Rams. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Um, I mean, it's tricky. I, it's not clear to me that Arizona's going to make the playoffs. Chicago <laughs> has Jacksonville this week, as we're going to talk about, and then. They go to they go they play home to Green Bay. That game might be meaningless actually. If Green Bay wins next week, they have the one seed sewn up. So Chicago actually now we've already seen this happen before, where like you you might see just Green Bay out of spite try to beat yeah. the Chicago out of the playoffs because they're they're rivals or whatever. But the Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs, I think comfortably they have to win the next two games. They have to it win. Starts, yeah, and yeah. It starts. And so maybe maybe there's some hashtag motivation there. I I don't know. I like Arizona minus three and a half. I can get on board with that. Miami in Las Vegas. This is actually a much more interesting game uh, with Mariota. Yeah. <laughs> Mariota and Tua. Um, Mariota looked very very good. Um, graded really well. Uh, and Miami. I think we were worried about that bet because we wrote that up last week. And the reason we wrote it up was because the Patriots suck offensively. Yeah. Well, and the number moved can, away from us. I mean, Miami. Yeah. Miami because of the, being, all their injuries. Yeah. Miami yeah. ended up being an underdog. Um, and, you know, and that the, the, the Dolphins were a team that had lived off of turnovers and touchdowns. And they got one and it got called back for a fluky penalty. I know. Was so bullshit. I was trying to think of, oh, is the variance going to. Monster going to hit them. They're down 6 nothing at halftime. Oh, nope. Turns out the Patriots couldn't throw the ball to save their lives. Yeah. So, I, hate to I have it. Vegas um, and Miami with Mariota as a pick. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, what did I have? I had Vegas minus 2.5 at home. Oh, interesting. With it Mariota. Is, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, Mariota's spunky. Yeah. Okay. But it's actually Miami's plus two and a half Miami's two and a half point favorites which makes Vegas plus eight and a half a teaser leg that you need I I, you might have to invest in now here's the motivation though on this side of things the the Raiders are toasted they're not they're not though they have a you know and Gruden is gonna want a 500 record right aren't you terrified about Mariota against Brian Flores though of course, but eight, eight and a half. I mean, these games, the, what's the total on this game? We're not talking about a big total, right? Oh, 48. Hmm. Feels like an under game to me. I mean, the. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 48. Yeah, because right, the Dolphins slow the thing down to, uh, I mean, Tua might, Tua might black out in this game because the Raiders defense is just, just so bad. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> a game. Slump for, buster, yeah. Great game for Tua. Okay, I, eight and a half is a is a thought. I would say as a teaser for the Vegas Raiders. I mean, I think look Saturday teaser something you need to have. You can tease Tampa Bay down to one, Las Vegas up to eight and a half. We gonna write that up? We could. All right, so okay. that's, we're gonna call that Saturday teaser special, buddy. All right, uh, we move to Sunday, and so now we're gonna go Sunday. We're gonna talk about the good games first. The first good game on the slate is Indy. Pittsburgh. This is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh obviously plays tomorrow here yeah. against the Cincinnati Bungholes. 
I have Pittsburgh as a two and a half point favorite at home against Indy. I nailed it as well. Two and a half. And that's what it is, which makes Indy plus eight and a half. Another good teaser leg. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I have nothing really else to say about this other than I wonder if people, how do you think people viewed their win against Houston today? I mean, it's the same win they had against Houston. Exactly. Last, last that was our whole premise on yeah. that game. Indy, Indy, I think the familiarity there, plus playing, look, the quarterback that Houston has is twice as good as the quarterback that Pittsburgh has. Yep. So it, it's, it's a tougher bit there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next good game that we have. And uh, there are only a few here, unfortunately. I guess we can put this one in here. It's your Chiefs. We'll just put them in here. Screw it. Atlanta goes to Kansas City. What's the total on this game? A million? A million. Yeah, I mean, outdoors in Kansas City, winter yeah, well, weather, 53 and a half. Holy buckets. Okay, I have Kansas City favored by 12 and a half. I have 11 and a half um, because I bet it early in the week. It's actually 11 minus 11 even money. So people hmm. are betting Atlanta. Yeah, well, because Kansas City hasn't covered a game in forever, and they and this isn't important to Kansas City. Yeah. So if Pittsburgh wins out and Kansas City goes win loss, I'm trying to think of what happens. I do think Kansas City still thinks so. Wins the because of the uh, the Buffalo mm -hmm. um, the common opponent common opponent, but. So Kansas City doesn't need this game. Never mind. All right, lay it with Kansas City. But to our grave, lay, lay, it, lay it with Kansas City. Yeah. Fuck. That's a – that scares me. Okay. Uh, we move onward to – man, there aren't as many games I'd hoped. No, there's a good one. So it's Rams-Seahawks, right? No, I'm trying to bring some more in here. Okay. I know that Rams-Seahawks is a good game. Thank you for enlightening me <laughs> as to a game that determines the team that lost to the Jets versus a team that – Okay, we'll save the, we'll save the other one for for next because uh, I don't think it belongs there. Uh, Rams Seahawks in Seattle. Rams fresh off the most embarrassing loss. By the way, this morning I said Jets minus three was a good pick and yeah, pushed. Know, was close. That was close. <laughs> pushed. Uh, yeah, uh, I took got this? Seattle minus two and a half. Oh, interesting. Okay, I have Seattle minus three. It's two and a half, which makes LA I think a great teaser <laughs> plus eight and a half. Yeah. I could definitely see LA winning this game. Yeah, they won the previous matchup pretty handily, right? And like it was D today, in hindsight, should have been a very clear look ahead. Like, uh, sorry, um, the Jets plus seventeen were was a great bet because the the Rams were fucking around and like they had what is the word I'm looking for? Yeah, a sandwich game. No, I, look ahead spot. No one calls it a sandwich game. What is it called? How am I blanking? A on look this? ahead spot. No, 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 trap game. Trap game. Huh. They're all they're all dumb ways to describe games. Sandwich anyway. game. It's it's a sandwich that, between though. two big I games. I could use a good little sandwich. I mean, fuck. That what's might the, be. What's you have to order a sandwich? Turkey. What do you go? Turkey. Interesting. Yeah. Turkey With lettuce. Turkey and lettuce. Yeah. Some do you pickles. Put some cheese pickles are on amazing. There? No, I don't eat cheese. That's right. What kind of bread? Any kind of bread. Really? It really doesn't matter. Although I found out the the subway bread that I grew up on because you know, I grew up. At, it's all, it's all sugar. Yeah, it's really terrible for you. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. I, I haven't had Subway in like years, but I remember that, you know, I sort of felt betrayed. It was like... I really wish there was a way for me to go back and find out how much of the food I consumed in college was either Subway, um, Sub in, in and out or this one pizza place called The Good Pizza, which 
I think it might be. Was close it the good to like, pizza? It was very, very good. They had a pizza that had barbecue chicken and French fries on it. Wow. And it was really, really good. Um, they also had a lobster ravioli that was very good. See, I think that might be 95% of the food I ate. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't have any money in college. And the, and the rest of it was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at 2.30 in the morning. Okay. Uh, I, like, I like the Rams as a teaser, especially because everyone is on – I saw this on Twitter somewhere. It was like the Seahawks defense has finally figured it Dude, out. I Bull – Shit. That is, Every time you see someone getting on board with this defense has figured it out, just fade that. Fire it to the sun. My, you said the other day Joe that Judge your drug of choice defense. is uh, the, the, the Chargers trying to win a football game. <laughs> <laughs> My drug of choice is people talking about how good a defense is. Yeah. It's Honestly, great. I, I can't. I can't. It's pretty beautiful. Okay. Uh, Sunday Night Football is a very good game. It is the Tennessee Titans. At the Green Bay Packers. This is, I will just build it up for you right now, okay? The intro to Sunday Night Football is going to be the game that decides the MVP race. Will it be Derrick Henry or will it be Aaron Rodgers? Are Aaron you Rogers ready for is, that? Patrick Mahomes will have come off 500 yards against the Falcons, by the way. And, and Derrick Henry's going to rumble and stumble. There are people fumble. I respect who think Derrick Henry, if he, gets, if he breaks the rushing record, should win the MVP. Should or they think should, will. should as a as like a point they it was said to me, and again this is somebody I really like and respect. Said it Which to is me. Why you're not giving their name out? You'll tell me later and I'll laugh. Said to me. I'm gonna try and guess that. Not only can you, you not break, talk, not can you not talk about Evan Silva behind his back? <laughs> if you look, if you if he goes 200 yards the next three games, he should win. If you break the rushing record, you win the MVP. It's like a it's yeah, like yeah, a, it's, a, it's yeah. like Genesis four three, you know. Isn't that the one the that I thought that, that was, was the, the chapter one... where Drew Brees gives his rib to Eve? Yeah, but then Eve gave it back today. I think was that part of the Advocare uh, convention? I don't know. I don't know. Was it pre or post anthem? I don't know. Okay, uh, I have Green Bay favored by three points. I said four and a half. Um, it is four. I think I do think Tennessee plus four is a good bet. Yes. Okay, so let's put that down. Even though I, I'm wrong, I talk, I'm talking myself into this matchup here because Derrick Henry might run for a million yards, but also it does look like they're starting to figure out that Tannehill deserves to throw the football. And, like, the Packers are a very flawed team. Which of these teams? Although Rodgers Rogers might, they might not punt against Tennessee's defense. Tennessee's defense is What's guard. the total on this game? Um, oh, that's a good one. Um, 55 and a half, Jesus. That's, that's, a, that's a haul. Especially given how slow the Titans are and how much the Packers try to like copy the Titans, basically, mm -hmm. on their offense. They just have a much better quarterback, in theory. Although Tannehill's played <laughs> really well this year. Could you make an argument that these teams are basically the same team, except that Aaron Rodgers is... Aaron Rodgers is to Derrick Henry as the quarterbacks for the Titans are to the running backs of the Packers, yes. My brain is in a pretzel right now. No, no, just that these, these are basically the same team, except that Aaron Rodgers is definitely better than Ryan Tannehill. 
Well, and Derrick Henry's definitely better than Aaron Jones and the running backs that Green Bay has. So, so if that's the case, yes, yeah, sort of, kind of, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but Aaron, Aaron Jones is Aaron very, Jones is good. Jamal Aaron Williams Jones is, good. is awesome when he gets opportunities. Ryan Tannehill is awesome when he gets opportunities. But the fundamentally better player at each position group is Henry and and Rodgers. I'm more confident in the Rodgers statement than I am the Henry statement because Henry plays running back. Right. Well, and the quarterback just matters more. But I'm not sure. Not the way the Titans use it. Do you not think the way the Titans? What's the point? How many points? Better is Rodgers than Tannehill. Ah, probably four. So that's the spread. Okay, uh, maybe. Yeah, I can get. That's what, kind of what I. That's what I thought about when so I. So should we not write it up then? Should we not bet ten, Tennessee? I'm struggling with it. I think it three four. Like I ended up on three because I think Ryan Tannehill's very good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I'd Rogers, be willing to take a flyer on Tennessee plus four. Aaron Rodgers passed for 178 yards against the And Carolina the Panthers, Panthers defense is of the same level of garbaginess as the Titans it's defense. It's not good. Like, here's a question. Does it really matter if you have a pass rush against Green Bay? That's, a good, that's actually Because Green Bay will neutralize basically any pass rush in football. Hmm. So the fact that the Titans don't have a pass rush, are they really missing out on anything? Maybe Vrabel suits up. Yeah, he was a he was a decent edge in his day. All right, Monday Night Football, Buffalo at New England. Uh, I had Buffalo minus six and a half. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> I did not. I had Buffalo minus four. It's six and a half, and Buffalo is a teaser leg for me, minus half a point. Yeah, I like that more. <laughs> I like being able to tease them more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have nothing other to say than than so Stephon Gilmore is out with an injury. It looks like it was non-contact. I have no idea if Oh, I didn't see that part. Of the yeah, game. which is not great. Um Buffalo obviously coming off long rest, New England now out of the playoffs, but there's definitely going to be a New England wants to beat Buffalo here. Like I yeah, refuse they did, they did the other day too, you know. You know I refuse to believe that New England is just going to lay down in this game. So I think it's a good teaser leg. I, I do think there's a little bit of, you know, Belichick's going to do everything he can here um, to, to slow this game down and make it a slog. Okay, those were the good games. We now move on to the not-so-good games. And that brings us. Uh, this, is a, this is an interesting game because it has, we think, Jalen Hurts starting. But I you, actually have assuming Hurts here, just to be funny. Can you uh, – so, so the joke – is stemming from Doug Peterson said after the game that he will be making a decision tomorrow. That's today on Monday, but he said this on Sunday. He will be making the decision the following day on which quarterback will uh, be starting for them. My take on that is that he said that because if he didn't, Carson Wentz was going to be on suicide watch for the entirety of their flight back to Philadelphia, and he didn't want to deal with that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, if Wentz is like... Wentz has to read the room here, doesn't he? I mean, for fuck's sake. He can't dress himself. So how do you expect this guy to read the room? I think he... I honestly think that Carson Wentz is just like a, a disaster, like a hopeless case. Like, I, they're going to make a documentary about how the Eagles were fooled by Carson Wentz. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, we have seen this before. I mean, when Nick Foles left the, the St. Louis Rams, he went to Kansas City, and the, the legend is that he couldn't even throw a swing pass. And, and Andy Reid had to rehabilitate this young colt off of the floor <laughs> and, like, and, like, turn him into a quarterback who was a backup and then eventually yeah. a, a Super Bowl-winning backup. And 
Like, if you're that fragile of a mind, to me, man. I mean, because look, look, I'll take, take for example, you, I watch a ton of like the NFL films on the Chiefs Super Bowl run, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the coolest segments of that was in the AFC Championship game when the, it was clear the Titans weren't going to win. And Marcus Mariota went up to Brian Tannehill and said, look, man, you're going to be back. You did great this year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, Mariota played like shit last year and got benched. And some guy took his spot and made, the, made and earned a spot in the Pro Bowl. And you can be a little bitch about it, or you can face facts and say, look, Ryan took my job and played better than I did, and I hope he does well. The next place I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try to ball out. Or you can complain and whine about it. Like, but there's, to me, like, right? Like, he's not the first quarterback that's ever been benched. Drew Brees was benched in, in San Diego for fucking- Joe Montana was benched. Like, Joe, get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, I. I I don't know. That's my take. You know, you have to face facts. You have failure think, in life, I think man. Carson like, Wentz, if he continues up this joke, is at the, out of the league in like two years. That's my. That's the thing. No one wants to deal with this bullshit. It's very clear just from watching the Philadelphia Eagles play football that Jalen Hurts is way, 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 way better of a leader than Carson Wentz was. And that's a scary thing for someone that's going to bring in happen? a guy like Carson. How did they Hunts. let this? How did he let this happen? You were, you were literally carrying a team like last season. He was the only mainstay on that offense. Mm -hmm. Everything, and the granted they weren't good, but like he threw for four thousand yards and you know thirty touchdowns or whatever, and like took a team to the playoffs. No business being in the playoffs. Yeah. How did you let? The, you're telling me one game against Washington football team started this. Are you on this path? Hey, one trip to Washington is all it takes sometimes. I have this as a pick. I said Dallas two and a half. You were actually right. It is a pick. That's the right way to go. Dallas Dallas is a lot better. We're starting to see what Dallas can do with weapons. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying we should bet Dallas. Tony I'm just saying, like, By the way, I'm in a conundrum this week. In my championship, lost, by the way, Sorry. in my championship in fantasy. Okay, you want to hear a story? I'll tell the story. Okay, so this morning, I'm deciding between Jalen Hurts and Ryan Tannehill. So I come in and we're about to do the live show, and I ask both Eric and uh, Ian Hartz. They both go, oh, "You got to go with Jalen Hurts." I ask my buddy Ross, and he goes, "Yeah, you got to go." Like Hurts has a chance to give you 30 points. So we're like an hour into the games. Ryan Tannehill scampering for his second rushing touchdown. He goes Superman into the end zone. And I am in a pit of misery, in absolute depths of despair. I, that's how bad it is. My voice is cracking. And um, my other quarterback is Kyler Murray. So I have both Kyler and Jalen. The game starts out kind of slow. I'm fucking pissed. Of course, it ends up that Jalen Hurts has 37 points. He even outscored Tannehill, I think. And Kyler Murray was amazing. But now this week, I have Kyler Murray on Saturday against San Francisco. I have Jalen Hurts against Dallas. And then I have Ryan Tannehill against Green Bay. So, yeah, please. Everyone loves hearing about my fantasy team. It's okay. Let's go to uh... – man, there are not a lot of other good games here. What? Which ones have – playoff implication i guess carolina washington does yeah um what do you have the spread for that game i have so this was interesting i am assuming that haskins plays again is that correct i don't know man if haskins plays i think this should be a pick i said washington minus four and a half it's two and a half so it's right smack in the middle wow with haskins 
Were people encouraged by that performance? Uh, I mean, there's, there's, these, there's this logic pretzel that you can twist yourself in and say, look, I'm here if his turnover-worthy plays were not all turnovers, they probably win that game. There's also the Alex Smith thing. There's also the fact that the smock it might find a way for them to lose the game. Do you think is is Arch Smock Matt Rule is he uh, rethinking his brainiac decision to uh, kick a field goal on first down? Well, I know, I know, like they were. Brian Burke tweeted out that he liked it, although I think his math was ignoring the difference between seven and eight, which is not trivial at all. Our right. numbers said Two point conversion it was a 1.5% win probability loss. Deck Prism Sports, which is you know a fairly sharp group that provides live odds for people, said it was a 1% dip. I mean, the fact of the matter is... Which, by the way matters when you only have they were at like five percent win probability in our model and they were like three percent for the other ones i mean yeah. the issue is so so people's logic by the way yeah, just yeah. to set the table the people that are complaining about how analytics are stupid are saying look the reason you kick there is because it's before the two minute warning you have one timeout, yeah and the only shot you have of getting the ball back without an onside kick is if you somehow score either field goal or touchdown before the two minute warning yeah, the let's throw let's throw the the big elephant in the room out there. A lot of people like to play because they had Carolina plus eight and a half. Mm -hmm. That's clouding a decent amount of people's judgment. Our model liked Carolina plus eight and a half, by the way, on close. So I'm I'm ignoring that part. The thing about it is you play though, to win the game. You play to win the game, and you are not down one score. You are down one score 50% of the time and two scores 50% of the time. The other thing, and this was part of what Burke's write-up was, and I kind of, the the closer you are to the end zone, the dumber the decision is. Yep. The conditional, here's the thing. The modern kickers, it's so much easier for you to get into field goal range. You don't need all that time to get into field goal range. You need all that time, especially when your quarterback is the noodle arm Teddy Bridgewater to score a yes. touchdown. The especially when the other team know, like... Well, and there's even the secondary part of it, which both teams... So the Packers fucked this up last night. The Chiefs fucked it up today. When they do the whole, like, pooch kick thing before the two-minute warning and it lands for you to return it, you return the ball. The the Panthers kicked the ball, I believe. I, I have to go back and watch. But, like, the Packers should have been running that ball out of the end zone. No, I think the, the, the Panthers kicked it through the end zone. So it went through. Yeah. Okay. Because that's also part of the calculus. It's not actually trivial that you will kick it through. I know for the Saints, they kicked the ball and it bounced inside the five and McCole Harmon let it bounce into the end zone as opposed to taking it, running the six seconds off right, and, right. and ridding New Orleans of the timeout that they thought they had. Like, that's a non-trivial part. The other non-trivial part is a 33-yard field goal is not a gimme. It, like, the, con the conditional, first off, the chance you're going to get to the 15 again with Teddy Bridgewater is lower than average quarterback. But the other, the other part is, like, the chance that you're going to actually be able to drive length of field, get a touchdown and a two is so small, the onside kick actually becomes practical. Yes. Uh, you're uh, completely it, right. It, Here's what I'll say. The last thing I'll say. I think kicking the field goal before that was the more egregious one. I agree, 100%. I mean, it's the same logic. The, the chance you're going to get inside the five, again... you got to get it to a one-score game. Well, kind of, one score. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> it's so stupid. The problem is, is, and I think Rule is in this territory, 
he's playing for respectability. You can say I lost by I lost to the, the one seed an by one score. Or coaching is probably doing that. If you were, who would you rather have be your head coach right now, Matt Rule or Joe Brady? Well, Brady. Yeah, yeah Brady has the. It's Brady gonna, has the goods. It's going to be the uh, Falcons all over again. Okay, uh, moving right along. So, by the way, that was two and a half. So here's one that has playoff implications, right? Chicago Jacksonville. Yep, that was the next one on the list. I have Jacksonville uh, getting six and a half points. It's seven and a half, and I think. Oh, I had it, I had it at seven and a half. It is seven and a half now. Hmm. Bears minus one and a half is a teaser that you have to play. I mean, there's no way Jacksonville's winning this game. No chance. Jacksonville's so, not stupid enough to fuck yeah. this up. So, so here here are some three propo- three proposed teasers right now. Tampa minus one, LA, LV plus eight and a half, Indy eight plus eight and a half, LA plus eight and a half, Chicago minus one and a half, Buffalo minus a half. Those three, I think, are fairly good teasers to have they're for eligible week, for week 16 they're in play okay i think this may also be a teaser like we'll see since at houston i have houston minus six and a half okay i have houston minus seven and a half uh is there no line yet no well i think it's quarterback issues right so like ryan finley's starting who knows tonight eh. tomorrow Damn. night whatever because I like Houston as a teaser. If you can get that number, for sure. Mm-hmm. Although, Houston's kind of a mess. Sean Watson, man. What a wasted season. Yeah. Like, how 10. often does a guy grade that well? I mean, he's been legitimately a top five quarterback the entire year. Top three. Right. And that team has been an absolute disaster. If they have DeAndre Hopkins, they're, they're easily in the playoffs, right? Yeah. God, it's so bad. Oh, man. Um, I mean, if they have DeAndre Hopkins, they've beaten the Colts twice. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. Well, they wouldn't have fired their head coach by now. I mean, and there, you know, there's an argument to be made that moving on from Bill O'Brien was probably a smart move. There's also an argument to be made that Bill O'Brien's won a number of AFC South titles and is not as bad of a head coach as he was at GM. Right. Better head coach than GM, which is not a far high bar. Okay. Giants-Baltimore. Joe Judge, coach of the year. Giants making it to five and ten is is just a hater thing to say. PFF hating again on the New York Football Giants. Um, I had this. I said thirteen and a half. I had twelve and a half. Um, I mean, it's I, not up right it's now. Not up because of the quarterback. Oh, because I said assuming McCoy, but it really yeah, doesn't matter. Who cares? I mean, they both McCoy saw. did such a great job calling audibles tonight. He did. It had not been for the audibles, they wouldn't have gotten all six of those points. So. Cole McCoy tonight reminded me of like the, you ever been bowling and there's a bowling. guy in the and there's a guy in the group that has like one of those wrist guards mm-hmm. and like his own brings ball. his own ball it brings his own, his own ball and like every single t- and the guy rolls like a one seventy and you're like you fucking suck and you you try hard too like you're you're egregious you just you just throw it straight like me because you're gonna get the same outcome yeah. and you like look Haskins sucks but at least he's not up there wasting my fucking time calling all these audibles like the dude that is game like was horrible. the dude is t- telling me about like the oil fucking strip strips yeah. and it's lane. like you you're your ass at this go buy another pitcher that, that buddy game, dude Tariko and chris lose. are sitting there like 
Jesus, but the guy just snapped the fucking ball. That game, like, <laughs> there was like 14 plays in that game. Yeah, I thought Kitchens did a good job. Oh, yeah. It's a different language. <laughs> to be fair, though, <laughs> offense is Chinese to, to, to Freddie Kitchens. Well, and Kitchens will eat any kind of Chinese food. <laughs> that's true. Me, me, that's the one thing me and Kitchens have in common. We love egg that's rolls. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, Cleveland plays the Jets. Oh. In New York. I think the Jets will uh, leverage their uh, yeah their newfound success. I don't see this. I I, I said it would be eleven and a half. Yeah, I had twelve and a half. I don't see it up. I mean, I don't care. I don't care about this. God, just just these games. Cleveland almost like Cleveland was a couple bounces away from not covering tonight. It was kind of I don't know. It was a sweat. it was a bigger sweat than it really needed to be. Let's be honest. The, the Giants p- play hard. Yeah. Like, look. <laughs> If Joe Judge could find people who were technically good at their job to call plays on offense and defense, and Daniel Jones was healthy and... Yeah, that, that would have been co- a good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you there. Denver plays the Chargers. I said Chargers minus three and a half. Who's the quarterback in Denver next year? So Shermer is the coordinator, probably. They've already had Keenum. They don't want him anymore. Um, who's another Shermer? Bradford retired. <laughs> I'm going through the Shermer quarterbacks. Uh, is it Darnold? Maybe. It's not Ryan because Ryan's no. not throwing that. I think Darnold's thing a legit there. possibility. I think they're a team that should. Oh, Jimmy G. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Jimmy G could succeed with those targets. With those oh, absolutely ta- the talent. Like he, no one could be as terrible as what they have right now. Yeah, True Lock is not very good. Oh, I thought that I thought that the Buffalo minus six was a square. It was a, it was a <laughs> yeah, sandwich game. Very square. Yeah, you know, a square Play. spot. It was a lock. It turns out. Yeah, I had uh, the Chargers favored by three and a half. It's minus three, minus one twenty-five. So we're basically on market there. Um, I, I can't take the the Chargers to win a football game. I'm sorry. I can't I mean like you can't have them laying fucking points. They lost to this team already because they did the whole there's two teams that have lost by kicking the field goal to go up 6 this year. Chargers happened to be one of them. Of course they were. Of course. And also the Panthers. Uh Art Smock. Mr. Art. Remember we don't even dude, we let this pass over our heads. The Art Smock up 3 Chad Beebe fumbles inside of his own 10. Art Smock goes run run pass Kick field goal, go up six. By Kirk Cousins drives the length of the field and he scores. The schmock. The schmock. Oh, my God. That That is it for week 16. I had a blast on this podcast. Um, it's been a fun year. I'm excited. We just I'm, have two more weeks left. Just two more oh, regular we season weeks. For playoffs. Are we doing the midnight episode? Are we doing it kind of earlier? How is this going? I don't even know. I mean, we can record it earlier because the game shouldn't end as late on right. Sunday. It'll feel um, weird though. Like, are, we, are we going? Have to. I mean, it's dark at six, yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah. But we might not yawn as much. Think about how many props we're going to be just. How many props we're going to have to resort to during the playoffs? Although there's two more playoff games in week Who one. Who are you year. rooting most to make the playoffs that you can oh. bet against them? So here's here's the here was my train of thought. Okay, I was pro Cardinals, pro Cardinals. Um, I have. Plus 240 to make the playoffs. I have plus 104 midseason to make the playoffs. Betting interest. Also, I didn't want the Vikings to make the playoffs. Fuck that. I'm shocked um, by that. I was, really. you know. And the, um, so I had, I was Cardinals. And then today, though, I was like, well, the Vikings are out. 
I also don't want to see the Bears in the playoffs either, though. So I was rooting Cardinals. I have a decent amount of Washington football team to win the a- NFC East, like at plus 400, mm. plus 200, all that stuff. So those are the two teams I want to see, not only because I have betting interest on them making it, but I'm also going to bet the shit out of the other team when they get in the playoffs. Yeah, there's no team. I, I kind of hope Trubisky makes it because I will bet. But yes, on the, in the AFC, I think Baltimore – so as a Chiefs fan, I think Baltimore is a problem. If, they, if we could somehow figure out how to not get them not in the playoffs, that's a good thing, I think, if you're Kansas City. Okay, here's, here's one. The, the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry. But I will, I will bet against Baker. So who would Cleveland – so if the Cleveland's a seventh seed, they would face Pittsburgh more, alike, more, more than likely. So then the sixth seed would be like the Colts or the Ravens who would mm-hmm. face – no, the Browns won't be the sixth seed, though. They have a better record than the Ravens. Although the, the Ravens could catch them. Browns go Jets, Pittsburgh. Ravens go Giants, Bengals. So the Ravens are winning out. Uh, so there's really no chance that the Ravens don't make the playoffs. So then, could the Miami Dolphins snipe the Colts? Colts have Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's an L. Maybe. Eh, maybe. You know, that's that's not a winnable that's not a game where they're favored. And then the It's two and a half points, right? <clears throat> Alright, well, whatever. It's late. Yeah, it's like who do they have? Oh, they have Jaguars week seventeen. Fuck that. Alright, that was our show. We'll be back with you on Wednesday evening. Thanks for tuning in. Love y'all. Peace.